Hello and welcome to So Farscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan. And a frankly fascinated first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And this, this is the story So Farscape. Ooh, there we are. Thank you for joining us. We are watching episode 420. We're so screwed, part two. Uh, and what does it look? Hot to Catatrazzi. Uh, yes, not hot to Catatraz. No. Points <laughs> for everybody that? who knows that reference. Oh, yes. Like, I'm not telling. <laughs> Give us a shout out if you know where that's a reference to. I think this was a joke by, oh, Ricky Manning, of course. Oh? Well, you know how uh, the last one, or the one before that, Fetal Attraction, his suggestion was, Fetus, don't fail me now. Right. And apparently sometimes... When he says some some weird shit, they actually slap it on the episode. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I told you that, but this whole tradition of sort of wacky titles originated in, like, in the first season, nobody really used episode titles. They didn't even expect them to go, like, in TV guides or whatever. So just, like, working titles. So that yeah, they can tell internal. Rather than have to like talk about oh episode four and then like which one was episode four again? And they just gave them a little yeah, working title a which then became joke that, that yeah. everybody everybody got. Like especially in those first six episodes when they were filming like three at a time. Like which oh. scene is this one from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. So what do we have? The crew of hang on, are we supposed to do anything? It's like it's been a while since we could did a recording. I know, I know. Let me walk you through it because <laughs> I I've also forgotten, and so I'm looking at my screen. I think we do, I think we need the, the suggestions that people sent in. Yes, we do start with what, uh, well, it, what, it usually goes wrong when we start talking about the episode before we're supposed to, and then we have to remind ourselves to actually have to yeah. do the suggestions first, and like, for some reason we're not doing that, but... How does it, like... I guess it depends on how much we are bubbling over to talk about the... Yes. I mean, I am. (laughs) Okay, so let me see. If if I play Big Dog, will they buy it? Will be Day Glow Daisies if anyone tries it? Does Mummy know you stoop so low? It's beer o'clock. Where the hell is my riot? Thank you, Rick from the Delta Quadrant. (laughs) Oh, 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 Rick. Oh, you, you hero. Thank you. Let me see. Following Harvey's bombshell, the crew gatecrash peace talks with the offer of a lifetime. Being a good American, John uses the twin disciplines of capitalism and violence to get what he wants. Nuclear bombs, terrible plans, and double crosses abound, but will our intrepid space jock get out of this one alive? Thank you, Marky C. And the gang stops worrying and learn to love the bomb and start a bar fight with the most powerful weapon of all. Improv. Thank you, mystery tour. <laughs> Oh, that's Whoa. very good. Yes. Oof. So this episode, th- there are like three or four images in my head when yeah. I think of when I think of Farscape. Yes. And like one of them is, yeah, John Crichton just like in his astronaut garb, falling unconscious, being knocked unconscious, like waking up from unconscious. He spends a lot of time like on various floors. Yeah. And then the first time that he got to wear his coat and he's swagging mm-hmm. around in it in uh, Vitas Mortas. Yeah. And this. Like, just. Sorry, which one did? This episode, oh, like, the whole standing episode, on right. tables. Well, specifically that opening uh, yeah. uh, opening scene, standing on, on tables, swaggering about, holding. There's a lot of standing on tables and swaggering about. Yeah. And he's filmed from below. And, like. I mean, in general. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> But this, like, when I first saw it, this was a moment where, like, I only almost tuned out from the scene uh-huh. because I was just thinking about he has come really far. Oh yes, right. This young man was was wide eyed, 
actually yelling things like, gee, what's that smell? Back in the back in the first season. And he is like completely transformed into, yes, yeah. uh, a hardened, wizened space Entre- well, entrepreneur is not well. He does it. He did a lot of uh, entrepreneuring yeah. in this episode, so it's not that bad as a choice of words as <laughs> I thought it was. Be, but yeah, totally. We uh, start with a surprisingly short pre-credit sequence, which is more or less a very concise recap of the events leading up to what is about to go down. Yeah, very few basics, but the information that John got from Starkozu, as you uh, as you called her, yes, Aaron's torture at the hands of of Jenik, yeah, the rescue, and then the subsequent capture of Scorpius, finishing with the reveal of Harvey, Harvey. still there. Yes, cut to Scorpius being tortured for information by the Prime Minister of the whoever the bloody frel it is. War Minister Akna. Ah, that was it. War Minister Akna, yes. Who's Played who's, once again uh, by Ben Browder's wife. wife yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's torturing Scorpius for wormhole information while the crew is on their way. They are above aboard Lola. Rigel is complaining about the fact that the plan is not very well thought out. and like Aaron corrects him. Yes. We're going to walk into the most heavily guarded base in the Scarran Empire, start a civil war, and walk out with Scorpius. What part of that do you not understand? And to be fair, this is one of their better thought-out plans, comparatively. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, like, you know, wherever they go, they fuck things up. It's probably good in this case, because that's precisely what they're after yeah (laughs) (laughs) the crew seems to be fairly well you know despite the fact that the plan hasn't been detailed everybody knows what they're roughly supposed to be doing they must have had some time to prepare this right because like erin has gone through some shit but she's on her feet yes and i know that she's a tough woman but even tough people Need some time to right. get back on their on their feet. Well, as we learn later, they have been made. The preparations have been made, so some time has gone over it. And as they are approaching Catrazzi, they they see the transport freighter that Scorpius was on there. They they overtake it, so we know that they were ahead of them. Mm. And as we learn towards the end of the episode, Moya is already there, disguised as a freighter. Oh yes. All right, yeah, very good. <laughs> oh, yes, because she's got the engine signature changer. Mm. I love these. I mean, it's not exactly a heist. It right? is a bit. Yeah, they don't have as many different components that are no. all very dependent on, on one another. But Quite quite the opposite. <laughs> They're kind of relying on one thing, which is the thermonuclear device. Yes. Which John shows off, which is pretty small even for, you know... Space standards. You I mean you'd barely be able to fit a nuclear pit into one of those two spheres? What did you? It'd also be bloody heavy. Yes, that. <laughs> like he does wear it on a on a sling around his middle. Right, but it'd, be, than... it'd be heavy. That uh-huh. thing would weigh like twenty kilos or something at least. So is that for the plutonium? Or is that for the like the shielding or the? Well, the I mean, I, I'm. I mean, no, the plutonium would be you know, more or less more or less twenty pounds. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm quite sure what the critical mass is. And you can, of course, like reduce that a little bit if you get a good enough focus explosion around it. Mm-hmm. But yes, the to- and, and, and I'm assuming space age shielding that is going to be able to, like, you know, whatever. Right. Also, plutonium is not that radioactive. I mean, it is pretty <laughs> radioactive, but I don't Well, yeah, think- it's not great it- for you. Hey, but I'm pretty sure that a fairly thin line- lead lining would do go a long way towards shielding a <laughs> nuclear bomb from to make it into... Uh, Making a dead leaf to... Uh, I mean, you just want to see how much is radiating out of there. 
I will admit to not completely listening to what you were saying because right. I was trying to think of some pun with nuclear. The closest uh, I could come was Credence Nuclear Waters <laughs> Revival, which is not very good. Okay, yes. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I thought, oh, I'll just have a quick pun. No, that's nothing. <laughs> what starts with clear? Huh. Uh, Absolutely nothing. But yes, you're yes. right. Like there's there's probably like space age uh, alternative materials to some of the components right, yeah. that are uh, that are heavier. I mean, they probably have like, like some sort of lensed explosive device that they can like use and. Maybe they have found some other way to implode the thing. Okay, so I'm going to get this out of my system before yes. w- before we go to it. So like, I love it every time you say that. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm not kidding. I love well. it. So we st- we have we start with uh, talks between the emperor of the uh, Scarens and what's her face again? Commandant Cleavage. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Grazer. Thank you. Yep. And sitting in this big round room, right? With, with, with uh, all these uh, with Bracca sitting there, like next to her, rather than being as a like aide, which was a kind of surprise. Me. Yeah, when you look around the table, they're all in pairs. There's yeah. there's two Scarans, two yeah. Charads, two two Kalish, and two peacekeepers, and then there are some Scaran guards around. Yes, and they are like having negotiations. They're talking about the talks that they were going to have, be having. They're talking about the deal that Grays had tried to cut back on the not on the Budong, but uh, was it the Budong? No, it was a dead, dead, uh, dead Leviathan. Dead Leviathan, yes. yes, where the trading colony was. Um, and she's claiming that they have wormhole weapons. Yes. And, oh, please, um, please, oh, please what's, don't like, Why wouldn't you use them? Well, we'd like, like a little bit more time to like make more. Like Any time you delay this, we get to make more wormhole weapons. But in walks the crew. Well, actually, John and Aaron. Yeah, uh, and it's a bit of a sort of gambit on Stalik's part where he sort of undercuts Grazer, surprising her with some, some guests. Yes. And yes, oh god, in walks this absolute stud muffin. Okay, so like, what was I going to get? I was getting something off my chest. I've got something to get off my chest here. And I was like, they just land with aboard Lola. Yeah. And they are given free reign to walk around. Yeah. Like, everybody just gets like a, a hall pass to just walk wherever they want, unless it's a secure area, of course. They clearly know about nuclear weapons, because they can instantly recognize it, yet they didn't do that before they arrived. Also, the emperor is never evacuated from the area where John is. I mean, that would be the simplest way to, like, take care of it. It's like, oh, you're here with a nuclear bomb. Okay, well, Emperor's just going to go to the bathroom and gets whisked off off, Uh uh, off site. I mean, there's, like, (laughs) their security is rubbish. It's, like... Yes, we've seen how they run their border stations. We've seen the Scarron idea of quarantine. Right. This is fully, like, in in keeping with... I mean, they must be doing something else very right, because it's clearly not this. It's clearly not... I, I fully agree. Right. Also, where did they get the plutonium pit? It's space, man. Like, well, fair. Fl- but then... If, if they, and try to avoid plutonium. If they're, if they're so easy to get, then you'd think there'd be more safeguards in place around people walking in with nuclear warheads. But, you know... Yeah. It seems like a weird thing. It's, it's interesting. Like, when John describes what he has, which nobody immediately recognizes... Plutonium core. Tritium shell. Does that translate? A fission bomb. Right. Yes. So they know those those concepts. I mean, maybe they don't, actually. I mean, clearly they do, because you recognize it almost instantly. And then they were like, oh, we've been, like, no, we've been outsmarted or outfoxed or, you know. It might be through, like, context clues, that they understand the concept of a fission and they understand the concept of a bomb. It may be that nobody else used nuclear fission 
as a weapon because everybody else's technology tree was different yeah. or they got to fusion faster or other things that are Fair. more efficient. I mean, there are certain like science fiction stories where uh, aliens marvel at the fact that humans developed like nuclear fission and then like wait you made bombs out of it i mean yes i suppose oh. you could but who the frell would like make nuclear bombs and set them off on their own planet like what kind of idiot species are you that would do that <laughs> quite so he even calls it like humanity's greatest contribution to the absurd yeah that actually reminds me of the first episode of Star Trek oh, Strange New World. I have actually bomb. missed oh, yes. one thing, whoa, though. Whoa, whoa, like we, get, we get this gorgeous shot about them flying in Lola towards Katrazzi, oh, which yeah. kind of looks, looks like a Death Star that they bought on Wish.com. <laughs> <laughs> you are mean. Well, yes. You are mean. I get what you mean. Like, it's more, <laughs> it's more sort of mechanized. I'm not sure whether it's supposed to be, like... Whether it was originally a planet that was like hollowed yeah. out and built into, or whether it's just a largely spherical right. uh, structure, either way, it's gorgeous. It's huge. Yes, it's enormous. Or uh, maybe it's that's or maybe that's the moon that they were using to hide behind. You know, that was the thing that we thought. Because like, they were mirroring the orbit of the moon, so right. the, on the other side of whatever oh, star yeah, so that is, be there, is in here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks like the broken moon of Seshari. It does a bit. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, back to that. That was like me getting things off my chest. There might be more. It's <laughs> this scene in the in the throne, or right, this is the scene room, that you were like, room. yeah, we're referring to as like John doing his swagger. He gets up on the table. He starts taking people's drinks and like pouring like like yeah. Ah. He makes a pest out of himself, and he does it in a very stylish way. What does an American want? Democracy. Capitalism. I want. To sell out and settle down. For one day only, it's a blue light special on aisle three. We have wormhole technology. It goes to the highest bidder. And uh, what I really love about yep. this is he admits not having an exit plan. There's the rub. You see, I can't figure a way out of this situation, but the first side that does wins. It's... Brilliant. It's genuinely brilliant because insofar as they have any kind of intelligence dossiers on him, this is completely in keeping with the kind of plans that, true, uh, true. that they come up yep. with. And it, like his motivation, like I just want to to live somewhere quietly without without looking over my shoulder all the time, which is also completely understandable. And, you know, they probably get that a lot. Fair. You know, from, from independent yeah. agents in part of this, uh, oh, yes, welcome to my Cold War. This whole scene was absolutely incredible. The amount of effort that I went into it. I uh, must imagine. Also, that table looks gorgeous. The table was, uh, was fantastic. <laughs> All these chairs had to be designed. And you've got two chariots, two Kalish, two Scarons, plus some background Scarons. And, like... Is it, a, is it a completely new set, or is it just, like, something they wheeled into Moya somewhere? Oh, no, this is completely new, but okay. just like in Season 3, they sort of started building sets that they knew they'd need. So this was also the freighter. Mm. Part of it was the freighter, and part of it was the border station. Right, yes. We'll, so just, we'll just start building it, and we'll, we'll use filming and the, then at, at various... And as we get closer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? That's very clever, actually. It really is. 
Uh, they've also done it the other way around, where they built this gorgeous cavern on in what was lost, where Greza yeah. uh, had her bedroom, and then that also came back as a few other sets, like the office of the people with the beehive yeah. hairdos. Yes. So is this the first time we've seen chariots without their masks on? I wasn't oh, sure. Oh no, no, we've we've seen them before. One of them was tortured by uh, Rigel uh, oh, back yes. on Dambada. Yeah. Um, Dambada. Da, 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 da. Oh, why did <laughs> we do that before? <laughs> Uh, and also the one that he met with Katoya oh, yes. also had his face off. But yeah, yes. they're, they're intriguing, aren't they? They've got these... On the one hand, it looks like their skin is kind of loose and leathery, but also sort of stretched over their yes. bones horizontally. It's great. So we have the chief who is an ex-member of Starfleet. He still has the tattoo on his forehead. Oh, I think they all do, but... No, yes. they have different ones. Because uh, the other, like ones, so, the other yes. one's got the big L on his forehead, so either he's... <laughs> I'm not sure what the Lambda... L for love. I'm not sure what the Lambda symbol stands for, but... Uh, oh, dear. It's... <laughs> I wonder if it's like a space hanky code. Oh, that could be. Uh, the Emperor looks amazing. His, his costume was just finished, like seconds before the cameras started rolling. Like, they just okay. put the last Damn. bolts on it, so there was absolutely no no time for any modification. They had to, like, finish six Scarron suits for this scene, for the start of an episode. Mm-hmm. Dave Elsie was talking about, like, this was probably, like, the most exciting, energetic time for the costume and creature departments, because they were just going full tilt. Right, because they, they couldn't keep reusing the same Scarron and just give him different makeup and a new uh, outfit. They have, No, had because to, there like, were three of them here. Yes. So, and I, I really love that later on, there's like a scene where Chana oh, uh, yeah. talks to them and she's like, and, and I was literally sitting there thinking like, oh, so you've got the long-faced Scarrens and the, and the, and the short-faced Scarrens. And then two seconds later. Oh, hey. Let me ask you something. You short-faced Scarrens, you all look alike, you know? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love the sort of, like, diversity in in species. Like, it may be sexual dimorphism, but Akna looks very different from the from the male ones. Now, that may be because right. females look very different. She's got these extra protrusions in her bones along the jawline. But maybe there's another type of Scarron that she belongs Who to. Who knows? Yes. I mean, the royal Scarrens. I mean, she's, the, she's a female royal Scarron, I guess. And Oh, the, the short-faced. The brain Scarron. Yeah, scarons, that's yeah. one. I love the the look of the emperor's outfit, right? Yes, which, you know is a huge thing for me. It's it's, it's very sort of bird like. I see what you mean. Hmm. Yeah, do you see what I mean? It's like parrot feathers, right? When they fluff up, you've got all these scales on his shoulders and on his head. It's absolutely amazing, and he stands. They were worried that it would look a little bit rude because, on the one hand, he looks like a it looks like a great dress. Right? It's yeah. got a very it's got a very tight waist. But he's also got quite prominent boobies, especially like these these gold panels I'd along call them his pect- more pectorals. But yeah, yeah. But when they're lit from above, they're they're heckin' boobs. Okay, it didn't jump out to me like that. But you know, I'm not a boob person, so. And then there was also the the giant giant codpiece, right? Which is more sort of like sort of chest and pelvic bone that birds and, and right. dinosaurs had, right? Because as we learn in this episode, scarons don't keep their mifongs externally. <laughs> Yeah, from the from the moment that I was that I was considering like talking you into doing a rewatch podcast, like what show will we do? Farscape. Oh, then he gets to see this. <laughs> uh. And Greza is pissing herself. Oh, she's like, yeah, 
she is like we don't see a lot of crazy in this episode. No, she's for like someone completely who's such outmaneuvered. A and yes, it's mostly about the Scarens and and of course about the plan because we have Rigel and Dargo who are moving in on the the chariots. They are like trying to stir up the chariots. Sikozu is working with oh, what's the name of her species again? Kalish. The Kalish, yes, mm-hmm. trying to get them basically thinking that the chariots are doing the wrong thing. And then you've got Chiana and Granny who are just kind of like... Chiana's running, I guess, comms, because they're, they're keeping things coordinated, running yes. back and forth between people, even though they specifically say that Pilot has upgraded the uh, comms security and that they can more or less freely talk. Yeah, uh, let's hope that that's, that's the case. That's pretty much her. And Granny doesn't really do a lot except for that one scene. Well, they're about finding Scorpius. Right. That's their mission. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I love this, John says, okay, everybody knows the plan, right? Ooh, uh, no, refresh me. <laughs> and, like, he points at everyone, and he points at, like, Rigel and, and Dargo, Charids, and then Sikozu, Kalish, and then you two, Scorpius. Got it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Which is brilliant, again, because they're completely overlooked. Yes. Noranti and, and Chiana are just, like under everybody's radar in in terms of, like, threat level. So them just sort of bumbling about, curiously sniffling it everywhere, is perfectly acceptable. Uh, and that makes them ideal candidates to go and find Scorpius. Yeah. John kind of outmaneuvers Grayson. I mean, there's a scene where they go to the Sebastian ship, where John sits and plays the shell game with... Uh, yeah. ...with Sokozu. Sorry, with Grayson, yes, of course. Yes. She tries to appeal to him, because... In the council room, he just told everyone that she doesn't have wormhole weapons. Yeah. He just very explicitly said, I'm the only one who has wormhole technology. Yeah. You can't do it, and you can't do it. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Right. And, of course, there was something about that I had. Oh, yes. The implication that uh, somehow we missed talking about this is that, I mean, that's what Harvey says at the end of the previous episode. Mm -hmm. Scorpius knows everything. You know, he knows everything about the Yes. If that were true, then why would he have made the deal with John for John to tell him everything? Because Scorpius makes a deal with John in exchange for wormhole technology to help him get Aaron. It may be... I get where you're going. And because you asked the question, now I'm looking for an answer. Yeah. Right? That's what's <laughs> happening here. I'm not just sort of reflexively going, well, actually, I'm just thinking it through. What Scorpius has... Scorpius maybe doesn't have everything. What he has is already dangerous in the hands right. of a polity that's willing to expend research. Like, it's more than he had when he had a whole gamut base right. at his disposal. But it's not enough to sort of intuitively do it the way that John can. So there is more to be had. Yeah. Okay, maybe. I mean, right. I mean, John made a displacement engine. Right, yes. Which is maybe something that... Well, they yes. have the knowledge of how he did it. I mean, unless there is a... He might not even have that. Like, he, he may be at a point where... He, he knows why his pilots kept getting liquefied. Right, but I'm saying, like, the display, anything that John has done, supposedly Harvey has passed on to Scorpius. So they oh. would know how, exactly how to do all these things. The only way that I can see is that if there's yeah. still some sort of mental component to him not just being able to navigate the wormholes, but being able to, like, coax them out or something like that. Ooh, ooh, actually, maybe the transfer only happened since Harvey was upgraded to 2.0. Okay. So, Scorpius would know things that John has thought and done since then. 
So he's, you know, activated wormholes, done time travel. Yeah. Uh, he's done that. He hasn't built a displacement engine. That was before. Yes. Oh, and also... That was other John? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so there, yeah. Anyway, it's a little bit of a... I won't say it's a loose end, but... I mean, and that was pretty much... That scene, look, we, yeah, where basically John tells her off is pretty, pretty much the last major scene we've seen with Grey's it in the episode. Oh, we do get one more. Actually, let's follow up with that one straight away, because here she's... I mean, she's briefly sort of trying to assert power over John that or, he just completely ignores. Or at least tries to appeal to his senses, like, yeah, better that the peacekeepers have it than the Scarrens. Yep. And he rejects it, staying in character, mm. which is very important because even though like the idea of selling out is a total ruse, he wants everyone to believe it, including her. And that's when she comes back and invites him in and she's got something for him, namely pardons for all of them. Right. Which are conditional on not selling to the, the Scarrens and nothing else. They're already valid. Yes. Which is just a huge, like... A gesture of good faith. And there's a little bit of talking like, is this for real? And will they hold up? And yeah, apparently... And Aaron goes, yeah, they wouldn't dare break these yeah. because they have the, the high command signet ring and they've all been witnessed by multiple uh, senior officers. Yeah. Although we know how Crace would have dealt that. And right. They do have paper necks, those... Yes, uh, exactly. So it's, it's still a risk. But yeah, like, to such a degree that they're willing to... Or Crichton just sort of leaves it behind, the documents... Mm. That's quite a gambit, which, as much as there are valid criticisms of, of Greza as a character, I think she's a, a really interesting antagonist, just because of the breadth of her imagination. Mm. The, 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 the length she's willing to go to the, and the scope of uh, her... Uh, and in various directions. Yeah. Like, she can be extremely cruel, she can be extremely selfish, but in this case, okay, so that didn't work. Why don't I try generosity? <laughs> yeah, good point. Right? And she does it with equal fervor. It's something that just normally doesn't get her the results as fast as she wants, because that's also the thing with, with Grazer. Yes. She wants things fast. Yes. I mean, she's not working on the clock, I guess. There's that for yeah. sure. Um, right. Okay. We, we have Chana discovering that, yes, indeed, the uh, Scarons don't keep their mifungs on the inside. <laughs> uh, she's, being a good, she's being a good buddy. She is. Because she finds Jenik and she goes, hey, are you the one who ordered Aaron and me to be cut open? Well, how about this? And she knees him in his cod plate. <laughs> Causing her to collapse. <laughs> he sort of shrugs it off. Yeah. Like, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> the other, like, long-faced scared and giving a little bit of a chuckle as Chiana <laughs> falls to the ground. <laughs> well, yeah, we've all been there. We've all had that one. <laughs> I really like that one. He's darker in the face. He's also there later on when the Charid leader and the Kalish leader are arguing with one another. Yeah. And you can see him. This is amazing on the part of this performer who's wearing this sort of giraffe neck animatronic over his head. But you see him sort of rolling his shoulders and stretching his neck to the side like, I'm so bored. Yes. Because that's what first Dargo sidles up to the Charid Shisha bar. Yes, he walks in there and goes like, hey, you guys got some Razlek? Because uh, I want to drink, but I don't want to drink with... I can't even remember who he said it was he didn't want to drink with. The Scarrens have nothing good, and he won't drink with Kalish. Right, He's that's playing the one. into their racism. Yes. And he even starts off with, wow, don't you guys ever bathe? Yeah. Like, that sort of tough guy. Uh, Throws this armor, or maybe it's just a passed-out Kalish who's yeah, sitting there. It's uh, passed-out Charid. Charid, sorry, yes, of course. 
which I've now really decided they really look a lot like predators. You know, the armor with the dreadlocks, quote unquote. I think we've mentioned this before. In uh, yes, but it really jumped out to me again in this episode. Yeah, there there is something else that they also remind me of because their helmets have the sort of duck bill look to them. Right, but that predator armor also had that, didn't it? Didn't they? Oh, I thought they had uh, like maybe. more pronounced brows and mm, such. Don't know, maybe. I don't know what the predators themselves. I think there's a Muppet that reminds that I'm reminded of. Oh. Like I think it's I think it's the musician woman, you know, who's that's whose where eyes my look that's where my my right? mind went to as well. She has the same hair. She has a sort of smooth <laughs> duck kinda, bill. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's like oh, what's her name? She's yes. like, I know the name of the band, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, but I yes. don't know her name. Uh, so Oh, I, sh- I should know that. It's, <laughs> but yes, I love saying Doctor Teeth and the Electric, electric Man. Oh, oh, that's going to be my name for the chariots from now on. <laughs> the Electric Mayhem. The whole thing. Okay. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Like, it's been it's been many seasons since you, on the regular, came up with, like, emergency <laughs> nicknames for people <laughs> whose, whose names I wouldn't remind you of. And now it's finally my turn. <laughs> because this gambit is continued when, let's follow this one, Rigel shows up later on. Like, on cue. Right. Yes, because they're like, what the hell are you doing here? And like, well, uh, you know, you guys are being, like, treated poorly here, but maybe my employer could help you guys out here in this little thing. And he sort of swaggers in like a Texan cattle millionaire. Yep. And the chariots are like, oh, lunch has arrived. Yeah. And Rigel, he definitely has his Mivonks external because he he doesn't break a sweat. This is like his ancestral racial, one might even say, enemy. But I guess he got it out of his system. Yeah. Torturing one of them to death on Dambada. Probably helped. And defeating slash evaporating another one in Katoya. Like, we really don't know what happens no, to that. No, but he's uh, like, uh, or maybe just, I mean, it is Rigel. The fact that he he knows that he's going to pull the wool over their eyes is probably a lot of motivation for him as well, you know. Mm. Him being able to go like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll deal with those shards. We'll make them like, we'll, we'll make them our little puppets. I can think that how that would allow him to set himself over a lot of injustice that has been done to him by the chariots. Yeah, Vengeance Loves Company. Where was I going with that? Sorry, I had the song from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog in my head because just like the supervillain Bad Horse, Rigel is making the chariots his mare. Oh, yes. (laughs) Sokozu, in the meantime, is going back to her boyfriend. Well... Or is this a different one? Yeah. It is the same one. It, no, it's a different one. a different one. Oh, okay. It's a different, like, this is a different, like, functionary and a different right. assistant. And somehow she manages to, like, read into the fact that they are both the binary-eyed kind of... Ah, oh, I have a, a, a wonderful surprise for you. You missed a word there. Yeah. Bialoid. Okay. I mean, I heard, yeah, I I didn't quite hear what they were saying. Oh, okay. So she identifies herself as a Bialoid. Same as this this other person. She asks, are there any more of us? Bialoid is what fake Erin was when she was brought on board. Oh. Ah, yes, that is a big miss there. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Tell me what's happening in your brain. No, this is amazing. This is amazing. Like, this was the reveal that was that was given to us. Like, a, a... Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what I was thinking yeah. first. So, at first, I think, like, okay, these are some sort of resistance subspecies discriminated against by the rest of the race. Uh, yeah. And they can... Uh... Oh, so that's where within I was the thinking. Kalish. Yes, within the Kalish. I thought, like, okay, she's, like, right. some sort of... 
yeah, sub sub race or subspecies which the rest of the Kalish discriminate against. And she she asked, like, is there more of us around? Yeah, exactly. That's where my mind went. Right. Okay. Now you have this information. Okay. That's why she can turn her eye up right. all the way. I mean, around. that could have been another, like, you know, I don't know. Kalish thing that I'm completely the same. I'm completely <laughs> the same with you. I remember watching this and I'm I'm thinking, okay, the producers, they probably expect us to think, oh, she must be a robot. We've seen people do weirder things with their eyes on this show. I know. Yeah. That that this was the that was the normal. least weird just... thing that happened. Like <laughs> Yeah. You turn your eye all the way around when you flirt. Like that's to like winking. Well, this is like more like showing you the secret handshake, you know? I guess. That's that's how it can kind of felt for me. Uh, okay, it's so weirdly how like intimate and relieved they are when they identify themselves so now, to each other. now I'm confused, actually. Yeah. Because the Byloids were put there by the Scarens. Yes. And yet these two are working with the crew. Yeah. So there is some... Or are they? Well, there... Question well, mark? I mean, you'd assume that the Byloids are under control. I mean, it'd be kind of stupid to put them in there if, like, they, if they have free will to... We've seen our Bioloid being created very quickly. Yes. By the Scarens to replace Eren. Hmm. Up to and including like a bunch of memories and, and personality. Like they must have done a right. very, very quick like neural scrape. So when did they have the opportunity to do that for Sokozu? I mean, has Sokozu ever been captured by She has she's from Scarren Space. Right. Well, I mean other than her having been one all along, that, I mean, I'm, also, I'm, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think if there was anything in the episode in the last episode, like we, you had to clue me into, like, oh wait, oh, that's, like when, so. that's when there was time for them to uh, to do the, the, the swapsies on Aaron. When could have they have done the swapsies on Sikozu? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Has there been anything in recent times when that could have occurred? Yeah, in the in the sort of fan community, this was a period of a lot of sort of chaotic discussion immediately yeah. after this episode. Well, and I was mostly interested, honestly, in the topic of uh, Sikozu. Yes. Oh, well, no, <laughs> yes, okay, the outfits. And I wanted more designs. I want to see if Tim Ferrier would do a blog or anything. Yes, absolutely. But then also like. What did we think about Sikozu? Has she been a bioloid all along? Right. Is it the same as Eren? Because Eren didn't apparently have a heat weapon in her hand or the ability to no. fry electronics or, well, or, or that she never displayed. But. Exactly, she didn't get a lot a lot of time to do that. But yeah, so or they're still they they're still they're still working together. So either the bioloids have more autonomy than we've been led to believe, or there is another Scarin who is playing games here. Who is one in control of the? Who is in control of the bioloids? Let me let me throw out another one, which is I think the one that I was going with at the time. Like bioloid may be a generic term, okay. so rather than being a species proprietary technology, it is like android. Oh, right? okay. It just means a robot in the form of a man or a human, a humanoid in general. Okay. And you call them all androids. And there's lots of different ways to achieve that. There's positronic Fair. ones, you know, or, or hologram. Well, okay. Quite lots of, no, lots okay. of different... I can get that, yeah. I mean, to me, like, I was operating like, okay, this seems to be a Scarron technology. I mean, but, yeah, yeah, that's the only evidence we have, so it's also right. perfectly reasonable. Then you'd be thinking, like, this is like another Scarron playing games, but, yeah, who knows? Okay, so because that's what we needed, more factions. Right, yes. To keep track of. It is a cool effect, for, though, for when the she turns her eye It around. is, but for the time being, uh, they are still playing along with the crew, and it... She has no problem getting the boy to, uh, today's boy toy 
to play along with her plans. I had it written down. He's another little cutie pie. He is. He? Like, they, they seem to be like half this thing for their, their little secretaries and aides. They... And they're all redheads, which is yes. always a great look. Oh. And they're all wearing contact lenses. Dave Elsie like, gave no well, one an excuse. Oh, well, I mean, if you want to get striking turquoise eyes like that, then... Oh, I like how you say turquoise. I know, I mispronounced it. <laughs> turquoise. turquoise. Let's, see whole... <laughs> Let's see. Then we have the that. Then the bomb gets scanned. Yes, because there's another one of those sentinels, one of the evil uh, Scarron, DRDs. Yes, that... Scarron DRD, and John tells 1812 to get him to, like... But he doesn't seem to be too concerned about the bomb being scanned. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is like a fantastic scene. Where, yeah. Which, yes, we can, we, Aaron gets proof that the device works. <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> at least the heart rate and the uh, other yep. things that John has claimed because he's claimed he's had like a number of dead men switches my heart stops we all go boom my heart speeds up it's boom again too hot too cold too happy too sad thirsty hungry bored it's John Lee Hooker time boom 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 I'm just like, damn, this is going to be take a lot of self-control from you to keep this thing from going up. Not something he's known for. Exactly, right? <laughs> and, yeah. You and can, he hear, you can hear the beeping of here. Beep, 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 beep. It's <laughs> like, like a Geiger counter for his boner. Yes. <laughs> I love how much fun they're, they're both having. Aaron as well. Oh, yeah. Like, she, even, you can see her, like, this bigly amused grin on her face. Kind of like, uh, still and, got it. <laughs> and throughout the episode, you know, she's the one who says, well, our plan is to just start a war and a riot and then uh, get out of there. Yeah, what's the problem? And, and someone calls Crichton crazy for bringing a bomb in here. And she goes, yeah, isn't it fun? <laughs> John enters into negotiations with the emperor. And the emperor asks him, basically, well, what do you want? And he, uh, is this a place where he goes on the rant the about the security that might be later, actually, but yeah, basically, the well, let's just follow this. Uh, asks this him, thread. what does he want? Like, what do you? What can we offer you to make this happen? I thought this was really, really interesting because it's it starts with the emperor talking to one of the functionaries about who's just scanned the device but doesn't have a solution yet. We'll need some more time. Yes, and he yells at this guy, "No, you absolutely will not if you expect to thrive." And then he walks through the door, and he's all you know, rainbows and puppy dogs. To Crichton. Yes. Like, if he'd gotten different news, he would have gone in there to rip out Crichton's spine. Right. Yeah, because he tells, like, the, the scientist says, like, he'll need two solar days to investigate a way to dismantle the bomb. And in true Star Trek fashion, he goes, like, well, you have two arms to do it. Uh, which yeah. is like, that's not how it works. Yeah, really bad management. I haven't yeah. written down here as well. <laughs> like, that's, that's not how you get people to do their best. But basically, they try to enter negotiations with John and... Yeah, the Emperor, I don't know if it's this scene or the next one, but basically ends up asking him, what do you actually want? And John goes on the, one of his little tirades, which is like, well, what do you hear when you wake up in the morning? What do you feel in the oh, morning? Such a good and I want, to, I want that. I want to have that peace of mind that nobody's going to try and kill me today. Uh, <laughs> and you see that look on the, on the Emperor's face where he goes, what the fuck do you think being an emperor is like? Well, that, yes. that is not how I wake up. <laughs> but, like, I love how his response, like, John asked him, like, well, how are you going to, uh, how are you going to ensure that? And I don't remember the exact words, but I'm sure that our, the editor of this episode, oh. me, I think, is yes. going to paste that in right here. So let me help you out here. With great effort and great sincerity, 
Though at some point, my largesse will dissipate. Because he knows it's not easy. Yes, absolutely. He's got a lot of people that he has to keep at bay, including Minister Akna, who does not believe John. No. She's transposing her apparently justified skepticism of Grazer onto John. But John has prepared for this. He nods to Aaron, who produces a little data chip and says, okay, go to these coordinates. Oh, yes. And then just... Wait there and Call, let me know. Yeah, let me know when you get when your ship gets there and we'll give you some proof. Because that's what the Emperor wants. The Emperor wants proof that they actually have wormhole technology. Because that's yeah, like yeah. the Scarons don't know this yet. Uh, actually, they, they're only operating on conjuncture. That, you know, yeah. the Greza the believes that they have it, but they haven't actually seen it for themselves. Yes. Like, Greza probably took credit for the destruction of the uh, Dreadnought on Dambada. Right, probably. Makes sense. Right. Um, also, there were no Scarron survivors there, so no real... I mean, we don't know if there were survivors, but like odds are that they didn't know, and certainly no proof that it was wormhole technology that did it. No, but our weapon that could take out yeah, a, a Scarron dreadnought and leave no evidence? True. This is actually... Let's do the same thing here as well. Let's yeah. follow this thread, John and the Scarrons. Yeah. So he told them, wait there. And then later on, the Emperor comes in furious. You've cost me a striker. Oh no, do not tell me you ordered them into the wormhole. What I loved about this is that the Emperor doesn't blink. You know that I wasn't going to wait. Well, you knew that when you told me to wait, you knew I wouldn't. Lay this off on me. You wanted proof, you got it. Still your fault for not listening to my instructions. And this is the power play. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, they both know, yeah, John's plan was entirely, he expected them to send somebody in and die. And so he's got crocodile tears when he goes, oh, no, you sent someone in and they died. Oh, that's terrible. Maybe if you'd done what I told you to. Exactly. Which is also, yeah, like reinforced, like do as I tell you to and then things will get better, which is, yeah. Because the, the emperor, he asks this this fairly innocuous question, like, how did you know it would, did you know it would be there? No more freebies. Exactly. <laughs> no more freebies. You won't even answer that. Like, no. that's it. You want a proof. That's all you're getting. Here's your proof, yeah. Incredible negotiation. Yeah. Speaking of commanding officer, Miss Browder. Oh, yes. We go God, to one of the amazing. first of many, well, actually not the first, but one of many torture scenes of Yes, that's Scorpius. the next thread. Yes. This room is amazing. It feels like a first season sort of set, it doesn't does it? It does a bit, yeah. Lots of, lots of space with some vague lighting to indicate that there are actually walls there. Yeah, and we much have more about texture and light. Scorpius and- suspended in some sort of cage strap thing i mean it doesn't seem to to like fulfill any function it's got all these barbs and, th- and there's blood on them but where's yeah. it coming from none of them are well, touching it i mean okay this was a lot of wayne pygram spitting out clear goop again episode because he yeah. was do- doing a lot of that uh-huh and flirting pretty hard as well <laughs> that too yes you know it was saying to akna like i've waited all my life for a female like you yes <laughs> and he's he's doing very blusterous and like resisting any attempts to torture as we know that he is like well used to from his use i feel like he's wearing down i he feel might like be. every new scene he tries a slightly different tack his defiance is slightly different yeah it's taking him more effort. But, but uh, finally, we get the long-awaited return of Star. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, where did he come from? Like, how did they even know to grab him? How Scarron intelligence, man. Yeah. These are the people who place a spy in cryo-freeze 
at a at a hospital yeah. just in case Crichton shows up. They kidnap people and mind frell them. Apparently, Fair. Yeah. yeah, they found this out about Scorpius, and it turns out that Stark has a bit of a dark side to him. Certainly Even more when it comes to Scorpius. Yes, because his, his abilities can also be used for not quite so nice purposes as helping people pass over to the other side. I know. It's Because um, he lifts his mask and like reveals that energy onto Scorpius and he threatens him with, like, when you die in agony, I'm going to snatch up your soul. And not let it pass over. Yes. Oh, that's, yes, yeah. That's some, so hardcore. Which like, you are going like, to be yeah. the first sentient being who has ever died and not gone on to the next place because I'm going to eat you. Well, yes. Oh, man, that's like... It seems very... Yeah, against what I'd have thought of Stark so far. It's like... I mean, it's entirely viable that he's... that he harbors these feelings, but it's, there's not really been any in, uh, indication that he had them. Certainly, like, the last time we saw him, like, he was still dedicated to bettering himself and... and, and being what Zan would have wanted him to be. Yes, very true. We get a. But he's also let his hair grow out. Oh, I had. So who knows how? I, I actually had to see if it was actually the same actor. He looks a bit different. Yeah, a haircut will do that. Gain a little it? bit of weight too. I don't know. Hard to tell. His face looks a bit rounder, more feminine, but that could just be the haircut as well. Yeah. Oh, actually, I know what you mean. I felt like his mask Paul didn't Hogan? fit as well. Right. Oh, yeah. His nose was sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that too. Yeah. Uh, so maybe the strap wasn't on tight enough. They had a lot to do this episode. I mean, he, the strap kind of didn't have, to, couldn't be too tight because he kind of had to be able to lift it away. So, oh, also that, yes, good point. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm now reminded. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. There is uh, an Indian film, not Bollywood. It's in in the Telugu language called RRR, huh? and it's it's pretty amazing and it includes an, an absolutely bonkers dance sequence called Tunatu, which yeah. is. Fucking fantastic! Absolutely, go and go and look at it. But it includes a, a bit where these two gentlemen are dancing with with suspenders, yeah. and they have to do these sort of stretching out the suspenders maneuvers. Yeah. And right, so they had extra long suspenders for that. Yeah. And then there's also a scene Nipple where. Protection. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then there's also a sequence where some lady like pulls on their suspenders and snaps it back to send them on their way and continue dancing. And for that one, they'd worn the wrong suspenders, Ooh. so they got. Yeah, they got some some yeah. little deep bit of purple, crimson nurples. A little bit of purple nurple going yeah. on there. Yeah. <laughs> so the escalation continues. Talks like there's a lot of the episode is spent in the various camps trying to like talk up the paranoia about the other people. Yeah, and John sort of egging them on. Where the hell is my riot? Yes. It's beer o'clock. I need a riot now. Now it's coming. It's coming. It's, it's, I mean, it's hard to start, but then it's hard to stop as well. Um, <laughs> I did sort of love that that sort of energy that everybody's going like, hey, we're, we're working as fast yes, as we can. Yes, we are this working. Is like nobody is uh, like trying to run their own agenda. Everybody is actually working on trying to get it hap uh, to happen properly. Yeah. Even Sokozu. Uh, yeah. Which, like... She's apparently of a rebel faction that the crew doesn't know about, yep. and she's talking to other rebels, and they're turning on their own species. Yes, I mean, they're at least willing to sacrifice them, or at least get them involved in the fighting, yes. Yeah, it's... Uh, ah, Braca shows up. John has a run with Braca. Nice pants, he says. Oh, yes. <laughs> Does so mommy far, know you're here? Says Aaron. They're just sort of bullying him, like the the hot couple in school bullying someone. Yes, the prom queen and the jock. Honestly, these days it would be the like the math Olympiad winner and the, the fair 
sort of Greco-Roman wrestler girlfriend. Where are we going to go from here? We've pretty much covered the the threads. Uh, rather oh, than the I actually want to follow one more. Yes. And that is, it follows up from the meeting that you just described, because Bracker asks, are you here to save him or kill him? Oh, yes. What did you think? I can't remember what the answer is that John gives. We don't get to see that. So we... I mean, I, I was assuming... On, I mean, we, we learn later what John's plans are, at least what John's plans claim to be. Mm -hmm. The implication to me was that they were there to save him, but that could just, just be my naivete. That, Valid. Yeah. No, I, I agree. They are reunited with Scorpius. Yes. Because when Emperor Stalik asks what John wants, he says, oh, I want Scorpius. Oh, because he harmed you or because he can give me what you were trying to sell? No. Because Akna pissed me off, yeah. and I want to piss her off. Yeah. <laughs> and Salik goes, yes, that does seem... That, that, that should also be a valid argument. That's yes. fine. Yeah, I've I negotiated can, like this before. I can live with that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so once they have their, their hands on Scorpius, he goes, okay, we really need to riot now. Like, this is the moment. Hand on the ball, touchdown time, everyone. And the... Uh, uh, what's her name again? Akna? Uh, Akna. Akna actually tries to call John's bluff by... Blasting him with her heat ray. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Until the bonk's like, oh, no, you're not taking my toy away. And beep, she blasts him. And I mean, again, and he like, back down. She, she, she just bravely keeps going that because, like, it might take a while for that heart rate to go back down again. But mm -hmm. no, apparently it goes down quick enough that once she lets up, that the, the bomb lets up and she has to admit the fact that she's been outsmarted here. Yeah. And that Scorpius gets carted off by John and Aaron. Or is that later? Uh, uh, no, we're following that thread. Very good. Yes. Because then once they're alone, he throws Scorpius down and asks him, did you tell them anything? Yes. And, like, there's a, there's a pretty deep, uh, like, implication here, because if he has told them anything, that changes their plan, probably. Of course. Right? Then the bomb definitely needs to go off to make sure that whatever he told them doesn't leave this planet. Yes. Which is interesting. But when, when Scorpius insists that he didn't, then Crichton go, goes, okay, good, Aaron, kill him. Yeah. And she balks, because she's come to uh, Scorpius' defense before. Yeah. And he's like, well, why didn't you kill him? And he goes, like, well, I can't, because I promised you I wouldn't. And I'm like, well, I relinquish you from your promise. Oh, awesome! And he grabs yeah. Winona. <laughs> <laughs> and what does he offer her if like, she kills him? I'll give you my bike if you kill him. Oh, that was it, yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's all very it's all very you can well tell played. That he doesn't have Dutch ancestry. Yeah, that's a good point. Never give up. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's very well played. That you're never really quite sure how much of it is it play, how much of it is threatening, yeah. and how much of it is genuine emotion. Because it's become so confused at this point, all thrown together. Yeah, that like you never really know what's actually going through someone's mind and how much of it is play and how much of it is. Uh, Genuine. Sincere. Yeah. This is kind of the theme for this episode, by uh, the way, because there's there's this scene where eventually when, when Scorpius doesn't beg or doesn't change his mind or, or whatever, yeah. he goes, oh, he's telling the truth. Okay, let's get him out of here. Fair enough, yes. Because it was just an interrogation, which oh, Scorpius has to have known. I guess. He's too smart not to. Is, but yeah, he's been through a lot. I mean, he can make slip-ups. But also, he just got a visit from the Emperor. Yes. Who visited the torture chamber... And then Akna very quickly sort of sent, sent Stark away. You get, make yourself unseen. Yes. 
And then he had a sort of quiet conversation with, with Scorpius, where apparently they know one another. Yes, because I've been a spy for how many cycles did he say? 70 or something? 10 cycles. 10 cycles. So now Scorpius is a double agent? Everybody's a fucking double, double agent. agent. <laughs> We're just all fucking Stokes is a double agent. Stark's a double agent. We're just all doing it now. Well, Scott Stark's not a double agent. He's just been hired by the other side. I mean, I wouldn't call him an agent. So, Fair enough. Yeah, okay. but yes. Yeah, who's, hey, whose side are you on? Hell, my side, of course. Yes, very good. Smart Smart like side. a proper uh, uh, pilot uh, tormented. Side. Yes. Oh, yes, we're all on pilot side. There we go. Oh, yes. By the way, we didn't mention where all this sort of Charid Kalish conflict started. Yes. It's kind of clever. So, John had. Kozu break into a command center so that they would get access codes to an area where they weren't supposed to be. Yes. They got into an elevator, took it all the way down to the yes. forbidden they level. they do a little dance there while they're on the elevator. Oh, wow. A little that... dance before death as I've got it written down. <laughs> that was so amazing. Yes. Like this it's a really little touching little moment between John and Aaron. And the, the, the piano music, which we know our friend Lee, the composer ah, of our fantastic yes, music, yes, yes. <laughs> was hugely inspired by. And just, yeah, uh, like, and they're riding the elevator down into the royal flower chamber of some sort. Now, for Dutch gentlemen, this was extremely familiar. This is Tulpenbollefeld. This is Tulip Fields. Fair. Right? They sort of look like this. Oh, they, more, they look don't more like the Birds of Paradise. So, is that the same flower that was growing outside hmm? the torture cabin? That uh, the what? Huh? Uh, Oh, I don't know. Yes. Uh, Scorpius is a uh, little uh, Oh, wow, that's field. amazing. Like, yeah. It's like oh. <laughs> these birds which look just like Wow. Birds it's so paradise. cool that you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, no, funny that. never like, occurred oh, to me before. You, how much were, you not, were you counting on me not remembering that? My dude, this this conversation that they have where he goes like, oh, yeah, it's Astralicia, you know, hummingbird feeder. Yes. I edited that into the episode where right. they first appeared because I knew you wouldn't listen to the episode. <laughs> Fair. Yes. Unfortunately, these don't move, which I would have liked, but uh, they had a whole field of them. Yes. And then they've got, I mean, it looks like Audrey II in the background. Yeah, it's a very big version. That must, must be the royal emperor version flower of that. Feed me, Stalin. Yes. John and Aaron are going, getting some kit off and having a little get-together because they know they're going to be walked into anytime yeah. soon and they're just like that was their whole you know we're, we're flashing back a bit that was their whole sort of plan they get caught and they both zip up there's never enough time yes oh. and this Funny causes the the finger pointing yes because they got that access code through the Kalish or at least through right. uh, Zagosu but they say some chariots got off the elevator we got on we got off while well, we tried to get off we got interrupted and so, the, the charities, of course, are going like, oh, no, this is not right. This can't be. And it must be the other people's problem. And it escalates and escalates in the middle of this pretty big room where lots of people are standing around and like, there's a sort of peanut gallery on the upper levels where Rigel and, and Dargo are sort of watching. Oh, I love, I love watching a riot blossom. <laughs> yes. Until the first chair is thrown. Oh, my God, a chair. And then punches are thrown and then people are thrown. 
And fortunately, as this this fracas erupts, our heroes they have some experience with this. Mm-hmm. So Dargo's in charge of getting Sokozu out of there, which he does with a, a pretty clever strategy. He walks up to one of the chariots with whom he's been drinking. He goes, hey, warrior, take this piece of trout off my hands. The hands of the chariot Sokozu and then punches him out until he bumps into the next chariot and then does the same thing Thank again. <laughs> They're just doing this over and over. I mean, don't change your winning tactic. Exactly. Rigel, I guess he just hovers out of there. He just kind of like... On its throne slid. And everybody's making their way to Lola, which unfortunately is still guarded, but that guard wouldn't risk setting off the bomb. So let's just go and overpower him. But, oh no, Scorpius. Oh, he's got the vapors. Yes. And he falls to the ground. And oh no, I can't go any further. He's up to another fucking granny tactics again. Uh, (laughs) He learned from the best. Yeah, true. Also, let's not forget that it is a Braca to the rescue at one point. Oh, as yes. They are, as they are moving through the corridor with carrying Scorpius between them. Coming under and fire. And they get confronted by a, uh, I think it's a chariot, because it, like, it has to be a chariot, because like... Yes, yes, I think you're right. Scarns don't go down with one shot from a pulse pistol. No. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Braca to the rescue. Yeah. Feel the love, Mr. Burns. Oh, yeah, like the sweet Simpsons reference there. Uh, yep. <laughs> but, uh, also um, some late 90s, early 2000s sort of inherent homophobia there almost. True, true. Those were the days. And they? it all ends with... Scorpius pulling a fast one. Yep. He did not have the vapors. He jumps up. Oh, no. And just before they can make it to their escape craft and back to Moya that was waiting for them and like completing their plan that they had executed so perfectly, it all falls to shit. And Scorpius has to drop on them and sort of straddles John. Yes. And now, if you trust me enough to live, you may well discover the truth. Trust you. Trust you! Weird time to get a boner, but okay. It, did more, it had multiple detectors. Mm. <laughs> it had different settings and features. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've yeah. seen devices like that on the internet. <laughs> All sorts of things. I mean, too cold, do. too hot, too slow, too fast. You know, yeah, there's like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's, and there's it is models a for the catalog. big TBC at the end of it. Yes, because it's a three parter. Yeah. Oh. Which is, I mean, it might even be a four part because, like, if there's 22 episodes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or is it? Or it wow. I'm off my game. We're so close to the end. But I'm, I'm not even like... Because I was so excited for you to find out that this is indeed not a two-parter, but a multi-parter. Because that... It's such an unusual structure for television. Yeah. Because the uh, the middle episode, what do you do with that? It's usually a lot of setup or emotional right. stuff. Oh, you have the same in Look at the Princess. Yeah. Which is also a three-parter. Which also... And the, yeah, the, the, the problem with it with a middle part. You don't have the initial development of the story. You don't have the conclusion of it. Yep. So you have to get some sort of other exciting thing. So what they achieved here, I think very successfully, is redressing the set. So it feels like two different locations. The border station and Katrazzi. Right. Even though it's it's one pretty expensive set, but like you're introduced to the emperor this time around. So yes. it feels like a new location. The same that we had with... Oh, actually, no. I was thinking about the shadow suppository... Were we there for all three episodes? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Anyway. She gives me a woody. 
she gives you. Oh yes, well that's that, that that's definitely one of my candidates for a uh, Woody in more ways than one. It's, yes, <laughs> but let's see, Willies. Ooh, let's because we traditionally start out with the Willies. Yes. Which, in case we have a new listener who decided, you know, season four, episode 20. That sounds like a good change time to jump time into to a podcast with in. only two more episodes left to go. <laughs> the things we like in this episode get our woodies, and the things we uh, that are not our favorites that give get us the, That give us the willies <laughs> is, I believe, the phrase that we're supposed to be looking at. That's the polite way to express it. I mean, yeah. if we always put the soundbite in, so you'd like. You know, that's at least some reference to where it's I coming do like from. Listening to that. Yes. Uh, so, ooh, I mean, I'm, I think I was pretty low on Willy material, but mm. I would think I would say that it would have to go to Stark using his powers for evil, like yeah, Stark that's being, shocking, isn't yeah, it? Stark being like all mean and vindictive towards Scorpius. Yeah. Also, we don't see anything of him. He just gets brought in to do a little bit of Scorpio torture, and then we yeah completely disappears off screen again. It's so. like it's like sort of. Igor slinking into the shadows yes. of Frankenstein's lab. As for Willies, I have many more candidates. That sorry, Woodies, I have more candidates for those. Yay. I mean, like John being the bomb, like the that that <laughs> that, that little. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was that was a really good one. Kay, I'm so proud of you. Came out of nowhere. And of course, their little the little dance that John and Aaron do. Yeah, just do a little slow dance. Uh, let's see what else do I have. Bracket to rescue, also a good one. Yeah, but I think that my actual Woody will have to go to the little bit of theater that John and Aaron put on when they are, when they are putting Scorpius to the through the ringer. Yes, because they totally rehearsed that, right? Yes. They sort of work that out, and it's brilliant because it's consistent with their motivations. And you have no idea which of it is genuine and which of it is what they're playing back and forth. I mean, it, it could all be genuine. It could all be like... Yes, because Farscape is the kind of show where you could have, like, John could indeed want her to kill him or be willing to do it himself and then be interrupted. It happens all the time. Yes, and he could still have Harvey could be making it hard for him to kill Scorpius. There could still be safeguards in that regard. Oh, uh, yeah. So there could be, yeah, there could be all sorts of, but yeah, that was fantastic how they put on that little play. Oh, yes, <laughs> absolutely agreed. My Woody goes to like the set design and the and the come on, it's it is gorgeous. It's the costumes. Gorgeous. The emperor is fantastic. Oh, I didn't actually bring the uh, Creatures of Farscape book this time around. I'm mm -hmm. very very sorry. I'll bring it next time because the very last page, the one that I haven't been able to show you since, oh, I think the last one was was it Noranti? Hmm, could be. Oh no, it was the Screeth. Was the, yes. the that creature? The last one is about all the Scarens, and it ah. included Stalik, so I couldn't show it to you. Yes, yet. so who's this guy? <laughs> but it's so so glorious. Like their whole their whole look, they sort of look like bondage Cenobites, and then it's elevated again with, uh, with Stalik, and it's and just pick it up once more. Yes, absolutely gorgeous. As for a willy, the betrayals. Oh. I love a twist. I Everybody love backstabbing each other all the time. That, like, there's so much going on. Too much. This is <laughs> like multiple, like, daisy chain. Uh, it's like, what's it, what it called? Yeah, it's a, a daisy chain. Yeah, yeah it is of, called a daisy chain. And then trail. everyone turns. On everybody else. And you have no idea whose loyalties lie where anymore. Yes. And it's, I don't mind. Well, we do know one thing. Bracca's loyalties lie firmly with Scorpius. Yeah. That's about the only thing we can, like, and, of course, John and Aaron and the, the crew for <laughs> <You> themselves. 
But other than you that... the words, the literal words out of my mouth. John and Aaron and the crew for themselves is what I was going to say. Yeah. Although Sokozu has become suspect at the very Well, least. hasn't she? Her, her actions have been benevolent so far. They have been in line with the crew. But we don't know where her loyalties lie. Yep. It's like, for the time being, they coincide. Yep. Let's put it like that. Oh, actually, I've just thought of something. I may want to replace my Woody. Yeah. So my Willy is definitely for the too many betrayals for yes. one single episode. I may want to replace my Woody with Noranti. Oh. Because her only two things that she does, three things, actually. She does three things. So she falls asleep during the mission briefing. Yeah, asks which, for a is, repeat. Which, which is on brand for Noranti. She finds Scorpius. Right? Yeah. She does... She does the the incredibly important part that nobody else plays a role in, mm-hmm. actually finding Scorpius, confirming that he's there and, and, and where he's located, because she right. hears his voice in some vent, and Shiana goes, are you, are you sure? And she almost like points at her enormous ears. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and she takes down a Scarron in one blow. Well, not even blow, just like a one, literal f- blow. one flash of her, oh, was that it? I thought it was one flash of her purple eye or something. And no, she's got a handful of, oh, of I, cocaine again. For some reason, I missed that part, because I, I thought it was just like her man's eye which was doing it. And she goes like, well, that works. <laughs> <laughs> which is beautiful, because clearly, like, Chiana has been asking you this whole time, are you sure it's going to work? <laughs> no, 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 it might. It, might. Yeah, yeah. it worked! Yeah. No, absolutely. That was that was a good scene. Yes, I just love Naranti because, hey, when you when you think about it, nothing has been achieved this episode. No, well, not yet, right? But I mean, a lot of things have been moved forward, but but everyone is roughly where they were yeah. at the start of this episode. All of their plans to get out of there haven't other, happened. Other than that, they are almost at Lola, and once they get onto Lola, they can get to Moya, presumably. And They're under fire now. Like, Scorpius right, has true. them on the ground, and there's guards all yeah, around. Yeah. No, true, but like it's gotten closer. I mean, they have Scorpius, and what I thought was a good plot point as well. well, well Scorpius it was like, has them. It's like, what's going on with Scorpius? Like, is Scorpius going to get, like, are, as you asked me, like, I was under the impression that they were there to rescue Scorpius. Yeah. But they could have been like under, they could have just killed him at some point, as John threatens to do so. Is the information out or is it still in? And what's going to happen? Like, yeah. We still have like a lot of things are up in the air. <laughs> no, I agree with that. Like, uh, things are still up in the air, although it does feel like things have at least changed, not, not necessarily moved along. The power dynamic has changed. Yes. Very it's much so. Fascinating. Right. Um, so that's the story so far, Scape. Yep. Please join us next week for another Tales of the Tormented Space and the week after that for episode 421, La Bomba. We are so screwed, part three. Para bailar la bomba, una poca de gracia. In which, with their escape from Catrazzi botched, the crew of Moya must enlist the help of their old enemy if they hope to survive the Scarron's wrath. Ooh. Which old enemy are we talking about? It like, could be literally anyone at this point, right? It could be pretty much literally anyone at this point. I'm, my money's on grey, so. Thank you for joining <laughs> us once again as we are... Oh, we're inching toward the end of the, the season, the final season. And then the end of, of Farscape. Like, there definitely isn't a follow-up miniseries that you definitely don't know about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, just a, just a few more episodes to go. Hey, Kate, how are you feeling about that, by the way? Oh, I really want to see the resolution of this right. season. But the fact that it's like, yeah, almost over is like, it's such a shame. I mean, on the other hand... 
knowing that it's like it finishes and it's like not left hanging with an open-ended episode i mean the fact yeah yeah we, we don't i mean i don't know what the status was if they knew anything about renewals at the end of the season i'll tell you all about it when yeah, you get there uh, but that, that's always a problem like you know you get a fantastic series like for instance carnival which is like was meant to go for another two seasons and it's just like left hanging at the end of the season because yep sorry you're not being renewed yep and the opposite when they get told that they're going to be cancelled and then they get a renewal as well anyway so then they try to cram everything into the last two episodes and then <sighs> oh shit now we have to make another new whole new season and oh okay i'm so delighted because now i have another secret that i can keep from you <laughs> It hadn't even occurred to me, but this is a very important secret that you can stress and worry about. Okay, and I'll go just keep it from you. Okay. Oh, hooray! <laughs> We're back. Thank you for joining us once again. We hope to see you again next time, as Kay already said. You can... St- oh, how does that math work out? Actually, yes. Probably if you go to sofarscape.com slash links, you'll find the links to submit your own synopses, where I think it's still going to be possible at this point. Especially for the miniseries that doesn't exist. Would be a really weird time to join the Patreon, but hey, we'd, you'd be totally welcome. We've got some Jeef packs there, which I'm a little behind on, but uh, I'll definitely make sure that they caught up. I'm not going to leave anybody hanging. We will have all the Jeef packs for all the episodes before the series is done. Uh, let me see. Do we have anything else there? We probably have a few other things there. Twitter and Facebook. Oh, hey, I recently posted on Twitter. Ooh, on the So Far Scape, I announced yes. an episode. I've been a very good boy. I hope you're proud of Yay. me. So I'll try to keep that up. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for joining us on this on this long, long journey. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. So, so far, skips so good. good.